Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello, Achievers. This is episode 31 of the Next Level Author Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name is Sasha Black, and here with me every single week is... That sounded painful. Uh, Daniel Wilcox. Well, sometimes talking to you is. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, if that was the case, then why were we doing it seven days a goddamn week? <laughs> I know, and just, just for people on YouTube, I'll quickly acknowledge that I've, I have flipped where I am in my room because I, I am with child this week um, because it's half term in the UK, but he'll, he'll, he'll be fine. He might make an appearance, we'll see. Yes, yes. It will be a super fun episode if he does. Also, let's try and make Dan swear. No, I'm joking. Let's not make him do that. <laughs> Literally, the first thing I was like, oh, it's going to be weird because I'm not allowed to this yeah, week. And then people yeah. would be like, considering last week, I was very, very, very sweary. You were sweary last week. Okay, let's check in. How are you? I am. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that good, hey? Yeah, um, no, I... I don't know. I am um, so in terms of things that are happening and things that have been done this week, I have, as per usual, done a lot. I have some super exciting things coming up that have been confirmed this week, including a couple of podcast guests who I've been trying to get onto my radar for a while. Um, and some bits maybe we'll go into in a little bit. But yeah, there's been a lot of good stuff. But I we we had we met up on Tuesday and we had like a strategy day in the afternoon and like worked out plans of what we're going to be doing next year for world domination and stuff and i think it's just a general sense of overwhelm now that, that my move's getting a bit closer um i've had a couple of days this week where i just felt exhausted but I had to power through um and weirdly yesterday and today i've kind of taken it a bit easier i've still worked but i think mentally i've just allowed myself to relax a little bit and that's helped a lot um Funny but, that. yeah i know it's strange but i think I, th- I think the strategy strategy they helped because you get into points where you just get flustered with the amount of stuff that you've got. And sometimes those threads can get loose quite easily and pulling them back in. You just need those moments to stop and just go, okay, let's reassemble, bring everything back. And then you have a bit of a clearer image in your head. And I think that's what, what needed to happen. Mm. Yeah. I think we need, well, I think we need to make them a quarterly thing because I think we need to make them a daily thing. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, can't have any more of you in my life. Um, Yeah, no, I think quarterly, like a quarterly meetup to do that is, is necessary because um, it also made a huge difference to me. Um, I think I walked away like really surprised that I could more or less take the summer holiday, the school summer holidays off and Christmas off and still get all of the stuff that I wanted to do. Well, almost all of the stuff that I wanted to do. With Um, leeway. Yes. With with even more leeway than just the holidays. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it does mean I need to be super tight and focused, but um, what it also did was um, (laughs) perhaps the opposite effect of what you wanted but what it made me do do was go oh look I can do all of this in this much time and I have this much leeway what if I just did a bit more Mm. (laughs) so 
although the whole purpose of the exercise was to stop me doing loads um it's definitely put the wind up my ass a bit I think mm. because now I'm like oh, well there's still two months left of this year and if I can do x y and z by here then I could you know I, there's some financial goals that I want to hit so yeah it's I've, I've sort of pulled a few things forward but also I don't know it, it's done 50 50 to me it's made me realize that actually I can plan time in to rest and also made me go I can do more than I think I can do mm. even with restricted time because of COVID and, and all of that other nonsense so yeah I yeah. am I woke up really pumped today but I've had time like I've been like <laughs> in terms of strengths I've been intellecting on it with you know just thinking about it like <laughs> letting it process and and I think the achiever inside me is definitely not okay with not doing a little bit more um but also i'm okay with not i'm okay with blocking out holiday time and stuff because i haven't had a break this year so yeah, yeah i'm like yeah I, i'm i'm yeah, I well think, pumped yeah i think it like you say it serves two purposes so it's not necessarily meant to be like this is what you're doing it's it's just creating that awareness of how all the different components like fit together because i know that i'm a sucker for just focusing on like one thing particularly and forgetting everything else and where it should fit in in terms of like timelines and managing it all around and like 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 this month I've had three launches within the space of what like one and a half weeks um which all just happened at once because I didn't really plan it very well mm -hmm. so similarly for me it's a case of even I think the one thing for me even if I do move a lot of sort of the production stuff around on my calendar because we've got very similar looking calendars now mm -hmm. um even if we move a lot of stuff around in terms of production I think generally the launches are probably going to stay where they are because that gives plenty of time to then market and just, you know, not have to keep speeding out these launches and not really having time to do as much marketing as I want to. Yeah. And that's the thing for me is that I want the time I want. The reason it was so helpful to me is to look at where those launches are and to go, well, actually, no, I want more time before that launch because I want to be more deliberative and more intentional about the marketing. Uh, and, so yeah i i am really i'm like fired up by having a plan and a goal and i now want to translate that into like a content marketing plan and stuff but yeah anyway also it helps that my mum has had atlas for yes. several days this week <laughs> so i have actually been able to get work done uh and you know so instead of working like six hour days i've been working like nine and a half hour days sometimes a bit nice. more um and yet also i just sat down on the sofa last night and read most of a book and you know so i have also rested and, and taken time and yeah i think this is the longest I've had away from Atlas in nine months, maybe a bit wow. more. Yeah, no, maybe the, maybe this year, this whole year. So what's that? Yeah, nine, no, 10 months. What month is it? <laughs> We're nearly in November. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and possibly ever, actually, because I don't think he's ever done. So Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, four nights. No, I think, I think he's done this once before with my mum. But yeah, anyway, so it's been a really nice break. And um, I really want him back now. <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah, that's good that you get to that point though isn't it like sometimes yeah. you just need yeah it's that whole um what, what's the what's the like you could it's not this my mind's blanking you can't uh absence makes a heart grief on that there we go exactly exactly <laughs> that's so hard this is where i'm at i'm just go on carry on <laughs> uh, okay so we've done our check-in right success of the week so we mentioned brett last week didn't we and there was another success of the week um, uh, it was Faye last week oh it was Faye last week oh wait did yeah. we mention brett as well then we did the week before oh fuck my misery <laughs> 
And this this week's level up was Jackie Ruta, who says that she is now earning half of what she makes as a teacher from editing. Plus, she talked to her boss about working half time next year. She keeps up this pace. She could quit teaching much sooner than she thought, which is super exciting. That is exciting. Like that moment where That's big as well. you don't often get that. No, you don't. And I think that moment where you realise that you are capable of earning enough to cover like bills mm. and cut work time down, um, I think is a real shift. Like it's a shift, obviously, financially, but it's also a shift mindset because I think it, it's empowering. There's like a, a it, it's a bit chicken and egg, but, you know, you mm. have to you have to believe in order to be able to get to the point where you have created money and income and products and books but also in doing that and you reach a certain level it then kicks up um kicks you up your mindset another letter another set another level of belief if that makes I know sense. What I mean. it's, it's, it's like the it's a whole four minute mile thing once you once you know it can be achieved you do exactly but exactly. you have to see it in order for it to click that's it exactly um so yeah i'm like super pleased for her and i i think that's amazing and yeah massive congratulations congrats patrons yes so we have three new patrons this week so a big thank you to caitlin duncan lucy mitchell and laura kendrick for joining the patron family and we've just sent out the invitation and the date for our first nla live q a which is going to be on the 9th of october so if anyone wants to get involved for an hour just with us and ask questions, then head on over to www.patreon.com slash authors, And there's some other goodies in there as well. And to be clear, this is like a proper Zoom, isn't it? So it's like it's mm. like this, like what we're doing now. So everybody yes. will be on screen and you will actually be able to like real time see us and talk to us. Um, it is not- Like real people. Yeah, it's not a live stream like where you can only put comments in. You will be able to talk and interact with us. So yeah, don't be scared. Scary. Only bite on Tuesdays. <laughs> I'll be honest, like I love everyone who's coming. I am nervous because it'll be the first one that I've done. Yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Oh, so be gentle, guys, be please. Yeah. Okie dokie. So what have you enjoyed this week? I'm going to say I very much enjoyed the live Zoom call that Zach Bohannon and Jay Thorne did for the career author send-off episode number 150. I don't know why I said that so weird. Episode 150. Um, yeah, I, it was just, I don't know. It was strange because I said it in the call as well because they, you know, answered questions from people. They gave people a chance to... Uh, to ask questions live there on the spot and one of one of the things that I mentioned was that I remember when I was still working full-time listening to the career author and uh you know I'd, I'd written a book with Jay at that point like I was familiar with Zach and I'd spoken to him a few times about stuff and like I watched their journey as they went from working full-time into becoming full-time writers and I remember when they launched the podcast just thinking oh it's going to be forever until I can in any way be in that position and then it's already three years later and the podcast is ending and it's just, I don't know, it's one of those bittersweet things where it's like, it's great to see everyone's progress, but at the same time, it's like, where does the time go? I know, time is a lie. There's some very strange time anomalies going on right now. This like, year I can't, is going to mess up yeah, <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, like for sure. I don't, I also don't understand, like this year, I've written more books than I've written in a really long time. And yet I thought I'd done nothing. And I don't know how I've done that because I've had like, 50% less time to work yeah. and yet I've still managed to do that so time is a lie I don't know <laughs> time is a lie that's the end of the conversation um Done. all right the thing I've enjoyed this week is nail your novel uh mm. writing characters who will keep 
readers captivated by Roz Morris. And Roz is going to come on my podcast to talk about this um, soon in the new year. Um, and I almost read the whole thing last night. So yeah, I nice. binge read that. It was, it's been really good. So yeah, highly recommend that. Can I add two more super quick things? Yes. Number one, thank you, Sasha Black, for sending me a book today that I'm going to be diving into. Gold Apple, The Gold Apples, which I'm excited to to read because I want to know what the thinking is behind it and I'm intrigued. And you're number a gold apple, boo. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'll speak past that one before people realise you're a nice person. Um, and number two, I've not you're listened to it yet, but I, kn- I know it's <laughs> going to be a cracker, um, is Janet Murray on the Rebel Author podcast. Not yet checked it out, but I'm definitely going to. Oh my God, I am so like such a fangirl of Janet at the moment. It's unbelievable. Like I'm so excited for the fact that I'm talking in part of our conference. Also, can we just like have a second to talk about the seriously, seriously large amount of imposter syndrome that I am feeling? And like, <laughs> like when I uh, see people commenting, I'm trying not to like sick in the back of my mouth a little bit because like I'm seeing people comment and stuff in in the uh, Facebook group, and I'm just like, ah, oh, like the level, the caliber of speakers that she has got. Like when you see their including like, Sasha Black. Oh, stop it. Mega star. Oh, shut up. You know, <laughs> like, I've been seeing their, um, like, you know, bios or whatever. Oh, seven-figure this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> 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 it's not, I don't know how I ended. Like, someone's going to notice I accidentally snuck in the back door, you know? Mm. like No, you'll uh, smash it. You'll kill it. Okay, a weekly confessional. You're going to have to read the things. Also, I need to proofread all of the weekly confessionals when you do them because you fuck about with the wording. Do I? Yes, you do. I just take what you've said and I put it into words. You lie. (laughs) Just read them out. I don't know that I do. Okay, so this week, and we'll start with you, Sasha will restore herself with lots of thinking and resting. Yes, well, I did, I worked really hard as well, but I did, like, take whole evenings off, and I even sent you, you pictures of me on the, I know, on the sofa and, like, on the floor reading and stuff, um, and I definitely did the thinking after our away day, so that has really helped, and I think that's why I'm so pumped this morning. Uh, yeah, so, tip for me. Easy done, no forfeit, boohoo. Uh, Dan will edit when winter comes six, keep up with his production schedule, and <laughs> another package for his coaching I remember reaching out to you on Monday and going what have I done why why have I said these things well because then it was also a case of uh I had to read something for a friend as well on top of that and then I forgot it was half term this week so today and yesterday I've also had my son um is this is this is this is this you telling me that you haven't completed I don't know what do you think Sasha well you better talk through where you're at with everything haven't you Daniel so I have edited when winter comes six as of Ah. first thing this morning I have kept up with my production schedule and I have completed the third package because I'm happy to say that I have my first (laughs) guinea pig client oh my god you lucky son of a bitch you are a machine it's been (laughs) (laughs) I really thought I had you this week it's been a week because then there was also the case of like obviously most of Tuesday afternoon was written off with with strategy stuff so 
And then Tuesday nearly took me out through Wednesday because it was so heavy in terms of like thinking power. I know, we um, just brutalised each other. <laughs> oh man, we were we were really brutal with each other. Like, we were brutal. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, you were I, like, oh, you don't know it's going to be brutal. I was like, bitch, please, you know it's going to be a brutal day. <laughs> I, uh, I, I clawed through by the skin of my teeth, so <laughs> just about, just about, there we go. Yeah, so... Well, you get away with it for another week. Comments. Sorry, I just need a minute. <laughs> Why do you need uh, a minute? What's happening? Just to recover over the okay. last week. Um, okay, so comments to the question, how do you know whether you're being busy or whether you're being productive? Um, Yanni Jade says, I've really struggled lately to be productive in my eyes. I'm always doing something, so I'm busy, but I'm just not seeing any progress from it, which is frustrating. You could say I've been in a bit of a funk and I'm starting to work my way out of it. Um, and I think that's one of the key things that I was kind of alluding to last week was like those moments where you feel like you work and you're working, but then you don't see the progress. Um, like, I, I don't know, because you, you can spin your wheels on projects that don't really actually like benefit you in many ways, but you feel like you have to do them. Mm. Um, and I guess that comes back to sort of like your, your admin comments as well. Um, I think it's also really hard before you've actually published a book because once you have a physical thing in your hand you can see what it is that you've done up until that point. Like, yes, you are hitting checkpoints. You're completing the draft. You're completing this and that and the other. But until you actually have the thing, it's, you know, it's hard to say. I just, you know, when, once you've got past the completed finish line, it is much more tangible. Um, I always struggle with those like milestone markers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Meg says, what were we on when we recorded the last episode? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Life. High on life. Uh, it's very easy to lapse into being busy. Plenty of tasks masquerade as important when really they clutter your schedule and still your energy and focus. I always keep in mind, does this fulfill my why? Which I think is very, very important to like know your motivation and, and what, it all, what it's all leading to. Lucy Mitchell says, another great episode. I am normally busy with the wrong things. I mean, things which are not going to drive my author work forward. Over the years, Sasha has frequently pointed out to me that I need to be busy on the right things. Now I am busy on my next novel, which feels right. But we are. That's always a step forward. Caitlin says, this was so fun to listen to. I love when you two break down laughing, um, <laughs> which, you know, happens far too much. Uh, productive for me is completing tasks towards my quarterly goals and admin with my author business. I don't tend to do busy work since I have a limited time of day to work on my business. Holly says, I feel so called out. I constantly feel as though I'm being busy rather than productive. The majority of my working time these days is on trying to run the business rather than creating. In fact, for most of us, uh, for most of this month, I haven't written at all, but that's part and parcel of deciding the launch of four books in eight weeks. Seems It seems heavy. Keep going, Holly. I've, I've been watching you. It seems like it's going well, so keep pushing. Okay. Thank you everyone else for coming. <clears throat> yes, thank you. I'm sorry I haven't got to you this week, but... Um... Good job, buddy. Yeah. So cute. Um, yeah, so, okay, right, we don't, have, we don't have a huge amount of time this week, so I'm going to rapid fire this question at you. Um, and I'm hoping that you can draw up enough memories no, to... 
answer this um but yeah so i'm gonna just give a bit of a quick preamble just to say that um for anybody listening now who doesn't like spoilers then maybe don't listen to the rest of this question so <clears throat> my question to you is in your history since you first engaged with story in any medium be it books audio film whatever theater what are the stories that have had the biggest impact on you and why? Oh, we just need to just, hold it. Yeah, just, there we go, all done. So of all the stories that I've ever listened to, what are the ones that have had the biggest impact on me and why? Not necessarily listened to, but read, engaged with, watched. I almost prepared you for this because I thought it would be a hard question. Like, it's one of those things that you have to sort of think about a bit, I think. So how did you prepare me? Well, no, I said I almost prepared you. And then oh, I was okay. like, no, I'll be a mean bitch and just spring it on him. So... I definitely like underdog stories. And I like... I, I've, I've been really, really drawn towards real-world stories of... Um, underdog success so like a, a few that jumped to mind like <laughs> if we're getting really really far into fiction wise lord of the rings massive just i i remember watching uh fellowship of the ring two towers return of the king at the cinema and just it's one of those films that i was so absorbed in and you just really feel like the pull of every emotion like the journey of frodo and sam and aragorn and gandalf and legolas like the whole lot just like pushing towards the end and this like massive climactic build-up and this whole good versus evil thing where that that adaptation the peter jackson adaptation really really i don't know it, it just made the world seem real um and i i i, I don't i just love the whole good versus evil thing and the world is so rich the world is so colorful the world is so well built <laughs> the world is so well built that you you just you can just fall into it and get lost um and that's kind of like fiction wise in terms of just other <laughs> stories <laughs> two seconds <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen i apologize for the intermission <laughs> um so like a, a couple that that jump out at me number one and um, the social network i do not know what it is about that film there is something that i could just watch that on repeat endlessly because it's just it's just it's real it's the growth it's like shows the journey of like not really a nobody because you went to harvard for god's sake but like just a, a normal person and how they excel and build this massive like empire um films like i'm trying to think about other books and stuff i think generally the the big journeys or the big stories that stick with me are the ones that are real the ones that are sort of grounded in the real world and show successes like i said the other day about um or a couple of weeks ago about that band that i was following that have been on youtube and they documented from when they started really really early just playing guitar and messing around and now they're like traveling the globe and, and doing all these gigs and still friends and all that kind of stuff and i think i don't, I don't know if it's just an easy way to answer it but it's it's the ones where it's like real people real emotions um or as close to sort of those real dynamics as you can get and it's all about overcoming obstacles or just growing and achieving your dreams mm interesting okay mm. i wasn't sure what angle you would come at um but i love that you've come at it from like the motivational type inspirational angle um, I, seek, I seek that feeling 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, there are, the older I get, I think the harder it is to find that feeling. But when you're younger, it's, it's almost like when you come out of a superhero film and you're like, you feel like you could be a superhero. Um, but obviously as you get older, you realize the sort of fictionality in those stories and like, you can't fly, but you can, like, you, you can do good in the world. You can get better than you were. You can offer something back. And I don't know, like this is the first time I think I've ever formally thought about it like this, but that's generally like, I, I live for that feeling of finishing watching something and just feeling inspired. Like, I've been watching um, a load of the uh, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman on Netflix Mm -hmm. because it's just all real people, real stories, real struggles, real just like genuine, um, authentic narratives. And it's that stuff that I come out and I'm just like, I just, it it just gives me strength to know that other people are doing it. I like that. That's really corny. (laughs) A little bit, but I'll allow it. (laughs) Okay, so I took a, so... (laughs) So for me, the things that leave the most lasting effect, I think, are the ones that provoke thought in me. So um, I have an example. I have a few examples. The first one that totally and utterly blew my brains out was The Matrix, because Mm. I, I had never encountered such a... Um, revolutionary ideas, a concept that was so frighteningly real and could be a possibility that, I I mean, I was really jarred for a while. Like, and I was, I think I was 15. So I was at a very impressionable age as well. And it it just opened this whole world of, of possibilities and fantasy ideas and like concepts. And I was just like, I mean, I, I actually couldn't tell you how many times I've watched that film. I mean, mm. hundreds of times. I probably know every word in the film off by heart. So that was a that was probably a film that that had the biggest impact. In terms of stories, um so Day of the Triffids by John Wyndham was the very first book that introduced fantasy and science fiction to me in a way that uh, I, I, I guess it was, I wished I could have come up with that. So I got to the end of that book <laughs> and I was quite young when I read it. I was definitely still a teenager and I was just blown away that some, I was blown away and terrified and uh, just I felt all of the things and it made me think like what if you know what if GM foods turned into you know or whatever you know all of this modification and scientific research that we were doing and so it made me think and go down this uh rabbit warren of of like ideas and research and 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 stuff so and that book has always that that's all I've never read it again but it has always stayed with me um just because of like the shock factor factor of how it made me feel um another book and I will there will be a spoiler here so another the book that probably had the most significant uh, nudge into writing was Divergent so I binge read the whole series it's a young adult uh, dystopian series called Divergent by Veronica Roth and um spoiler alert in three <laughs> two one the protagonist dies okay <gasps> and yeah I spent a thousand pages reading this book this series and the last chapter or the last couple of chapters is from the love interest's point of view and I was fucking furious I was absolutely livid because how dare you make me love this character for you know three <laughs> books or whatever it was four books and and then take them away and and I I was so shocked 
I didn't actually believe the character was dead. So I, I read on the next chapter going, well, when's she coming back? Like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I got to the end of the chapter and was like, wait, what? And so I had to go back two chapters and read again because it was such a shock that I hadn't been set up to, to feel that. Like sometimes you are set up to know that a character is going to die and so therefore it's okay. And so I was furious. And I and, and genuinely that's what made me start writing because I was like, there, you, there must be a way to write a better series than killing off the character so mm. that you can't go go back and write you know you have to go into the world again or whatever so um yeah that was that was one like rage basically drove me to writing so that was another Amazing. one that had such a huge impact but what what it did was it made me think about like why I was cross and what like what it was I was thinking about like the craft of the story and and you know it, it got me thinking about what was okay for right authors to do to readers and and all of this kind of stuff so again it's it's the type of stories that make me think um mm. and yeah so and I suppose the last one the most recent one was probably the Hazelwood by Melissa Albert and she helped me level up my craft I would say because I fell in love with her prose and her um, unique way of describing characters. And it was so gorgeous and mildly indulgent and on the borderline of being too much, but it wasn't, she, she kept it just under that line. And so it was just sumptuously delicious. And I learned loads from it. And again, it made me think about craft and, and characterization and, voice and all of those things so yeah I and I just I love I wanted to know like the things that have had and and these are those stories are the ones that I still think about to this day mm. like I still consider doing a reread or I still consider you know because I don't really reread but yeah I I consider the the, the mark they're just things that will never leave me those authors and filmmakers have left such a mark on me that I will take those into my old age and I will continue yeah. to think about them forever and you know what better of a job have these creators done than to do that to somebody and I just mm. I think it's amazing they job well fucking done essentially it's very interesting to me that the one <laughs> the ones that are like jumping up into my head are like ones that have because I think I take I use a lot of like fiction for entertainment so bless you so I obviously like read a lot of horror and stuff and there's a lot of horror stories that stick around to me but in terms of ones that I, I would argue impacted my life they're not often sort of like horror stories and stuff and like as you were talking one like it's films that have been coming back to me like um uh 27 what was it? what's the one where the guy's arm gets stuck in the boulder 27 hours yeah 127, 127 hours, hours yeah. um, seven pounds, Coach Carter, The Pursuit of Happiness, like Ugh. all these ones that are bounded and based off of like real life stories are the ones that really like pull up my my heartstrings and just like motivate me. And it's interesting as well what you said about um, the Divergent series and how it like, because that's a perfect example of how there are these inbuilt expectations. And if it's not delivered, then you just you just destroy it for the reader. Like I, I was massively into a series um, which... Spoiler alert, because also you're you're reading the first book of this with me at some point, as agreed, is The Painted Man by uh, v, Brett v. Brett, Brent. Peter V. Brett. Yeah. Um, and The Painted Man, the first book is is fantastic. It's like five, six hundred pages of fantasy. It's Could you brilliant. try not to spoil it for me? <laughs> okay, I won't, I won't, I won't give out any story spoilers. But basically, the first book is about a particular character's journey. The sequel, which I then read, is the same sort of length, 600 pages, but the first 350, 400 pages are a completely different character we've never met in a different part of that world. 
And although later it kind of pays off in terms of like tying them together, I was reading it going, I don't want to read about this person. I've just dedicated 600 pages to this other character. And now you're introducing this guy to me. And it just felt like a, like a big, big waste of time. And for me personally, it didn't really deliver, but the first book is phenomenal. Okay. We need to wrap this up. Um, So how are we leveling up our business this week? I am running a boot camp, So I will be, hell yeah. So I'll be, uh, kicking some writers butts in shape and getting some words on the page and uh yeah dragging people across through the NaNoWriMo journey um and within that I've just basically got to keep up with my own production schedule in terms of my ghostwriting and I'll be working on the productivity non-fic as well awesome I will be working on two things this week I will be working on editing tray and I will be working on drafting side characters yeah you will and that's it. I'm not going to add anything else. I'm going to be working on those two things as part of my I mean, for some people, that's quite a lot, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we do this full time, remember? We do. Okay. Uh, so audience question of the week then is, what are the stories in any medium that have had the biggest impact on your lives? And we will see you next week. See you next week. bye bye Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. Rolo. Yep, Rolo. Yolo? Whatever. Yo, Rolo.